Hey everybody, welcome back to the producers. Uh, I'm gonna try and get this intro as quick as possible. This is Phil's episode. Love Phil, big fan. He uh, he's a regular at the Coalition. Um, gonna go ahead and get their plugs at RVA Comedy on social media, rvacomedy.com. Classes are coming up. There's some good shows. Um, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, in two days on this Friday, the 9th, I'll be in a show. Um, in Provoganza, and if you come out the week after, the 16th, I'll be in it again. Um, and then also there's a, a couple student showcases I'll be in, one for the house team and one for the uh, class I'm in, the 20th and 21st, respectively. Um, then I'm in a lab set on Thursday. That should be fine. Um, other plugs, Orbital Music Park, sessions coming up at the end of March, beginning of April. Um, sign up at orbitalmusicpark.com um, for more information. Just hit up the show at, at producerscast at gmail.com, producerscast on social, social media. Um, but to get back, Orbital Music Park is a great thing. Um, you should definitely get involved if you can and are, um, you know, want to be musically inclined. Um, Phil doesn't have any plugs. Um, I don't think I have any other plugs. Um, yeah, I think that's it. It's a pretty low energy uh, ep- intro. Um, yeah, I guess I guess Tom. Do uh, you have anything to say or any music? If you do, now is the time. Now, nope. Now. Okay, now. Yep. Working sundown to sunrise Working so hard I can't hear him say it's lunchtime No vet is the boy Who they calling on in crunch time This pen is like a pistol I don't tuck it, boy I clutch mine Hold up Riding to the rhythm of music I feel the vibe, yeah Looking to the future And hope that it come alive, yeah Wish it never did me no justice I'd rather grind And show them I'm the greatest on the rise Until I die Monster, that's what they say When the verses fly That roster is what I puff Through the eagle's eyes Focused on the enterprise Positively energized The new supreme wise Cause visionaries, we love style Cool. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I I meant it as a hey, that's cool. Ooh, it's a lot. There's a lot to take in. I know, but yeah. Dang, you got a nice room, nicely decorated. Thanks, man. I'm always so uh, unsure of. You can put it on the bed. Okay. Ugh. It's a nice jacket. Thanks. I'm always so unsure of uh, the level of decor. Uh-huh. That I've kind of put together because it's not for everybody. Some people like plain rooms, some people are more minimalists. I have a lot of trinkets. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I don't know, it's just fun to have them up and kind of different things. You know, like my brother's made those two paintings, and like those are all football helmets I've worn. 
There's just a lot of good stuff. I like to surround myself. Yeah. Hang on. What up? I was about to hop in the shower. I don't know if you're about to run a podcast or anything. Yeah, I am. Uh, you're good. Am I all right with it? Yeah. Cool. He knows the drill. Uh, all right. Is your shower, like, super loud? Um, it's not not loud. It's, it might show up. It's not one of them quiet showers. I know. I definitely hear it. And if it's not mentioned, the guest definitely hears it. Mm. And then they're like, what do I do? And I'm just like, I guess we just roll with it. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, because it's like right there. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So, oh man, it feels so unnatural to just be like, let's put the host hat on and let's let's direct this. Yeah, no, that's uh, always like a really tough part of like organizing your own podcast. <laughs> it's like... It, it takes a lot of energy to tell people what to do and, mm-hmm. like, to, uh, especially, like, like, I'm super uncomfortable, like, in positions of authority, so, um, I, I always feel like I'm, like, begrudgingly doing it. Yeah. It's like I want to, like, have a conversation about, like, Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like, um, uh, Errol Morris or whatever. You gotta <laughs> look at the people. I just find this more fun. I mean, when I first started doing it, like, we I would, I had headsets we could wear. Mm-hmm. But then it was just like, uh, it doesn't really help anything. Yeah, well, whenever I've done it, uh, like, it's been such, like, a, a minimalist setup. It was just a cheap, like... A MacBook. Like, yeah, like yeah, a MacBook and then, snowball. like, a $20 mic, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, uh, I think those sound great. But then again, I've never complained about a podcast ever, so I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think for me it was just wanting to be very intentional about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted a mic, I, I already had one, and then, like, I was like, let's get another one. Just, you know, find a cheap Yeah, and you got there. this desk that's easy to, like, uh, like add too. stuff. Yeah, mount stuff on. Yeah, yeah. This desk, this desk. No one ever talks about this desk. And this is, like, the, the, the core of my room. Dude, this is a good desk. This is a great piece of furniture. Thank you. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's evolved, of course. Like, he, he, I don't know, like, just doing different things with it. But yeah, being able to like mount stuff or like edit it however I want. But like, yeah, what I've got it now is kind of like, I mean, it is what it is. But yeah, it, you can mount the monitors and stuff. It mm-hmm. does, it does, it does look, look cool. I think it's a lot less cool than it. It is. looks like a, a transformer or like a mech warrior, <laughs> like or yeah. some sort of war machine. <laughs> I definitely tried to curate it to be something like that. With the arms and stuff. Chew. Oh, excuse me. Oh. Um, so you do a podcast. Yeah, well, not really not do anymore. I was doing a podcast for a while, and then I got kind of bored with it. It was the... Uh, I remember something about Animorphs. Yeah, it was called Franimorphs, um, and uh, um, it, it was me and my friend Francesca Lynn, and our plan was to read all of the Animorphs series. Um, we got 13 books through, Damn. uh, and then I was like, uh, I gotta step away from Animorphs, and then we d- haven't been able to record an episode since. So, were you reading the books on the episode, or were you just, like, going over after, after reading them? It was like a book club, <laughs> um, we would, uh, you know, uh, um, we started with the first one. We read it, then we met up to discuss it, then, you know, second one, we read it, met up to discuss it. 
Um, yeah, no, it was a uh, it was a great like learning experience for like <laughs> what it takes to produce a podcast, and like yeah. for me that means like lots of notes um, mm-hmm. and like highlighted sections of the book. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. I uh, I tend to over prepare. I think, um, but um, but. Yeah, it was like a great experience. I might uh, we might start it up every now and then, but uh, I'm really hoping like uh, now that my life has settled down a bit uh, from like the last couple months, um, I'm really hoping to maybe start like a new podcast project. Ooh, mm-hmm. that's interesting. You were at, you were at the summit. Yeah. Yeah, you talked. We talked a little bit about. Yeah, that's right. You talked about the the live podcast. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember. But okay, then there's nothing fun to talk about there. Yeah, are we recording right now? Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah, usually I like to just from the get go. I uh, noticed I lost, I lose a lot, I would lose a lot of like cool quips or something when people would first walk in. Okay, okay. <coughs> so that's why it's also important to like uh, have your room set. Yeah. And stuff. So they heard me put my jacket on the floor. They know that I think I'm lower than you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they heard that. I don't know if I'll put that in. No, I don't know. It's a, it's such a clean floor. I odd, I honestly just mistook it for any other surface, <laughs> like compared to my floor, which is like filthy. Yeah. Um, I was like, I did just sweep. Okay. Cause, cause my cat has long haired. Oh. Oh, I just realized I gotta turn this off. Oh yeah. What you? We're worried about a dang shower, and you got a fan yeah, running a in the fan. room. I there's there. I used to have an AC unit during the, the summer months, and mm-hmm. like I would forget to turn that off, and then it would get really hot in here. Oh, uh, I got to get a window mounted AC unit. The place I moved into does um, not have one. Yeah, they don't. I don't think they have central air. <sighs> Yeah. I don't know. Actually, uh, like we've got radiators, and there's one vent in my room. Um, there's one there's a big big radiator in every room, yeah. Mm-hmm. It sucks. So yeah, so I assume that that means we don't have central air. Mm-hmm. But that one vent makes me think that maybe there's a little, but also like one vent I don't think can cut it. Yeah, for the whole house? No, for just my room. No, one vent can cut it. Mm, maybe, hopefully. I mean, that little heater, that's one vent. Mm. And the whole room's pretty good. Yeah, but that's like like you can't have a uh like if that was trying to cool off the room. In the summer months. Oh, man, I guess that is different. But then again, like, maybe, like, one air conditioner equals one vent by, like, that Oh, by those standards. So, yeah, one vent will have to cut it. Yeah. And, I mean, I'd rather have one vent than no vent. Mm Mm-hmm. I used to have a window-mounted unit that, like, I was able to move with me even when I didn't need it. Uh, But I left it in the last place I moved out of. Because I was like, uh, I had, I could either like take something useful or take this like uh, air conditioning unit that I hadn't used in two years. <laughs> okay, what'd you take instead of that? Um, We're all curious. Uh, family photos. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't remember. Um, oh well, you know what? No, uh, I was just moving like uh, like a block down the street, and uh, I just didn't want to carry it like past the garbage. So that's so it's hard to say like what I took in place of that since I wasn't like packing a car or anything, but uh, yeah, uh, it was like you know about two feet wide. Oh my god! Maybe like that. You said two feet, but your hands—that's about two feet, right? That's not two. That's like that's by I think it's by three feet. But that's three a feet. giant. I mean, I've seen and like uh, it took up a whole window. 
Not like half a window, that little like shade that comes out. I'd say about three fourths of the window were the like box unit. Wow. Um, and then uh, I did have the little wings that you could adjust. That's but yeah, thing. yeah, this thing was a behemoth. <laughs> did, it, did it work like a behemoth? It worked all right. Yeah, that's how I've seen with most AC units. They work all right. Mm-hmm. It's funny because like. I'm going to be moving soon, and I just helped two, two of my friends move, Gaskill mm. and uh, Matthew's girlfriend. Yeah. So, like, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very much ready for the move. Yeah, yeah. How much um, better do you feel after the move? I, uh, like, waking up the day after the move, I just felt like a sort of relaxation that I hadn't felt uh, in, like, a month. Because, so, like, um, having to pack up all my stuff is, like, really stressful. And, like, even though um, I was able to save up some money and hire some movers uh, who made it, like, really easy, um, it was still, like, something that was, like, giving me anxiety, like, a lot of times before. But once uh, everything was settled, I was just, like, uh, I just had a piece that I that I had almost forgot was, like, possible. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait can't wait because I'm actually moving in with Matthew. Oh, where are you guys living? We don't know yet. We're trying to find, we're trying to like settle, settle down on a place. Okay. But also there's like a, a little bit of a lease thing where like his lease isn't up until July. Ooh. Mine's up in April. Oh. So like we're trying to see if he can get a sublease or if we can find like a place and then have someone rent his room out. It's a mm-hmm. whole thing. But like I'm very excited for when that's like over. And like yeah. hearing you talk about it. Oh my. Yeah, dude, it's, uh, um, <laughs> renting stuff is, like, not fun, and then at the end of the day, you're like, yay, I got a shitty apartment, like, it's, like, <laughs> the most basic of, like, human necessities, and, like, uh, uh, there's so much, like, bureaucracy you have to go through in order to attain it. There's so much bullshit. So mm-hmm. much. Um, we had our, uh, the place that I moved into, uh, we had our water shut off these, or just yesterday, but, like, Monday afternoon until, like, this, uh, today around noon, like, we had no water in the place, and they couldn't restart it because we didn't have an official lease with our landlord. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, she's, uh, um, yeah, uh, they just hadn't, like, written one up since I moved in, and because they didn't have that, like, they were like, well, we can't turn it back on, so we had to, like, get a <laughs> lease made in one day, which... Aww. Which is a pain. I, yeah, which, it was a huge pain. My roommate, um, he took it all on himself to, like, uh, fix this, but he was just, like, so stressed yesterday. But, you know, we got the water back. Um, uh, like, I'd lived in places without water uh, before, or, like, in situations <laughs> where, like, the running water was not good to use. So, like, you know, I knew how to handle it. Uh, uh, <laughs> I... I have a bucket uh, for situations like this uh, in case, like, the pipes freeze. You have a shit bucket? No, uh, no, it it only holds water. Um, (laughs) That's the thing. When your water doesn't, you don't shit in the bucket. You put water in the bucket, and then you shit in the toilet, and then you pour the water in the back of the toilet so you can flush it. Oh. Yeah, if you shit in the bucket, then you're just getting your whole toilet nasty. Yeah. And... (laughs) Yeah, then you can't hold water in that bucket anymore till you wash it. Interesting. I was definitely just being sarcastic. Mm-hmm. I've wanted to ask you something since the first time I ever met you. What's that? Why mustache only? Oh, um, because, uh, 
I don't know, the goatee like part underneath it doesn't grow in too well. Like like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so mustache only is like because uh, I can and it's like the only part of my facial hair that I feel like uh, comes in like complete enough to uh, be presentable. The sideburns are good a good touch too. Thank you. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm ed- uh, letting these babies, like, come out, peek out a little bit. I'm always curious as to why pe- people pick certain facial hairs. Like, Matthew mm-hmm. has, like, I draw the line here. His line is like this. Gantz has a line like that, too. Mm-hmm. I'm always very curious. Then, yeah, um, I think uh, the, when summer comes and uh, I give myself uh, a vi- uh, shorter haircut on the sides. The sideburns are probably gonna go. Ooh. Feel like it's a good like cozy looking winter look. Yeah, you do look like you know where the warm spots are. Mm-hmm. Like you're like 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 you should have like a lumberjack jacket on, even though we all know you're not cutting wood. Mm-hmm. So what do you? Y'all want? know I'm not cutting wood. <laughs> Y'all know it. That's <laughs> the best voice. So what else are you into? I know you do improv. Mm-hmm. Talk about the podcast. Um, yeah, uh, listening to like everything that I'm into that's like not improv is like mostly stuff that I listen to, like listening to podcasts and music. So you like set out to listen to podcasts. Yeah, uh, no accident there. Very deliberate in my choices. So, so then you have a pretty intense understanding of what makes a good a good podcast. Um, I don't know because like uh. I think a lot of podcasts that I like uh, are, like, just obnoxious to some people. So I have an intense understanding of, like, what kind of podcasts I like. No, I, I really want to disagree. I feel like if you listen to it, even if you listen to, like, the same podcast over and over again, I feel like you're still going to understand. You could. I think, um... I really want to give you this credit. Yeah, well, you know, I'm not really uh, active in any podcast communities. Sure. So, um, I... I don't have, like, uh, that sort of, uh, like, check uh, to see if I've ever, like, if I really am tuned into like, what makes a podcast good. But, I mean, I like the podcast that I've made, and, um, yeah. When you make a podcast, do you listen to it? Yeah. Well, I edit it, so I have to. Okay, and then after it's edited, we listen to it. Um, yeah, uh... Yeah, I do that. Um, I enjoy, like, uh, hearing myself. Like, sure. a lot of people are like, oh, it just it makes me feel like such a narcissist. And I was like, I don't I don't know. I want to see how I did. Yeah. I, um, it's funny. I listened to the first couple. Of what? My show. Oh. And then I remember when Matthew and I started hanging out a lot more, I listened to his episode. I'm like, if we're going to be friends, i got to make sure I listened to what you actually <laughs> said. Because our episode was like three hours. Oh, dang. Yeah, that was when I was still doing two plus hours. Like mm-hmm. two, hour, two, two hours was the minimum. Yeah, back, yeah. When, back when you had time. Back when I had, yeah. It's so fun. I don't have time anymore. Like, it, this is going out in like two hours. Really? As soon as we're done, I'm going to uh, put it together and then that's it. it goes Damn, up. dude. I've already got it all ready. Yeah, because I do it every Wednesday. I try to do, like, a weekly thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, Dude, it's tough, like, uh, committing to a weekly thing. Uh, when we started for Animorphs, we were like, yeah, we can probably do, like, these books are short. We can do it weekly. <coughs> and so we banked up until book two, and then it was, like, uh, re- immediately, like, after we ran out of, like, uh, episodes that we banked, we were like, well, let's switch to bi-weekly. Well, mm-hmm. let's try monthly. 
Yeah. Maybe quarterly. <laughs> yeah, weekly's been rough. I think that's... Um, so I, I remember I couldn't find somebody la- end of last year because December's a... I've learned December's a month where you just don't schedule anything because no one's going to make it. Mm-hmm. Or, like, one person will make it. Um, so I gave up with December. I recorded Matthew's episode, and, like, I was like, that's it. And then, yeah, I only missed the week that we were going to do it originally in January. That's the only week I've ever I've ever missed. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, I've missed, like, a, by a day or two, just being, like, lazy or, like, my producer won't put it up or something. Mm-hmm. So, like... But, no, it's been it's been super fun to kind of see it evolve. I, I met somebody who found out I had a show, and I'm like, I'm going to listen to it. And I'm just like, okay, cool. And they're like, yeah, I'm listening to episode number two. And I'm like, that was in July. That was so <laughs> long ago. I have and it's no on idea. the record. <laughs> it's on the record. It's like official. Like, I have no idea what I was saying, what I was thinking. And it was funny because she, she knows I do improv. She's like, um, she, she'll talk about, like, who's line. And I've noticed as I've gotten more into improv, like, I'm a less, a, not appreciative, but just, like, whose line is a little less, like, oh, that's amazing how they do that and don't have mm. to be prepared. It's just, like, oh, they have these games, and it makes it really easy to, like, work with on the games. Oh, yeah. But on that episode, I guess I was, like, whose line's so cool? It's really cool. <laughs> whose line's probably the funniest thing that, uh, <laughs> it's probably my main comedic influence. <laughs> that's probably something I would have said episode two. Because that was, like, right when I was first, that was actually before I took classes. Before I even been to the theater once. Mm-hmm. Well, that's most of people's like exposure to improv is like, uh, uh, yeah, uh, short form. Uh, just because I think it's easier to put on TV. Yeah, it wouldn't be super. I mean, yeah, and especially with people who have, I I, I don't know like Ryan or Collins like background, but I'm sure they've done improv. Yeah, yeah. Um, it'd be weird if like they somehow avoided that like other half of like the improv. Just community. doing short form games. Yeah, or like they just came out of like the <laughs> Who's Line tour or something or said and was like long form. <laughs> what? I'm trying to picture them bitching about long form. No, but like yeah, I mean it is fun and it is improv, but it's like it, I feel like it's it's like a one on one class showcase. It's super guided. It's supposed to be it's supposed to be easy to intake. Like it like. You couldn't do Who's Line with, like, 301 Showcase. Mm. I don't know. I um, imp- It's so funny because improv is something that is so in my face nowadays. So, like, most of the time when I have people from the theater on, which is most of the time, we spend the whole time talking about improv. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I'm you not, know, it's I'm, an easy thing to talk it about. It is an I easy guess. thing to talk about. That's why I'm, like, I think that's why I'm, I'm trying so hard to avoid it. Mm-hmm. I just want to touch on that funny subject of, like, last July I was talking about Who's Line, and now I'm just like, eh, it's, it's a great show. Oh, yeah, your tastes have, like, evolved so much. I, uh, um, <laughs> this is going to sound kind of mean, but uh, after uh, the uh, Linkin Park uh, singer uh, died, uh, I was like, well, maybe I'll go back and, like, see and like listen to Linkin Park because I remember liking them. And then, like, I listened to one song, and I was like, you know what? I'm still sad, but I don't want to listen to any more yeah. songs. Yeah, I I don't I, like it anymore. <laughs> I like their I like their that first album, Hybrid Theory. Mm, oh, Hybrid Theory. What was the Meteora? Me, me, yeah, me, was that the first one? I don't, I don't, no, I think that was like second or third. I don't know. I can't I can't listen to them regularly, but I feel the same. I I, I pretty much feel. I think I probably listened to that album that day. I was like, for Chester. Mm-hmm. I know, I didn't like them. I didn't like that. It's all for you, Chester. Yeah. Have you ever dabbled in music? 
Um, I uh, started playing guitar uh, when I was in college, and I still kind of do it every now and then. Uh-huh. Um, whenever I go home, uh, uh, my younger brother plays, uh, well, he mostly plays drums, I think, but um, uh, but he, he's also like good at every other instrument. But we always have a, uh, like a family jam sesh. Ooh, that sounds fun. My family kind of kind of does that, but they're all you're too young to like be good at anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like uh, jamming with them because it always turns into like uh, like a sort of stoner metal like jam, <laughs> and I I uh, love that. It makes yeah. me feel so cool. <laughs> Do you wear like the? Well, I can't think of what the jacket's called. Those typical stoner jacket, like hoodie. Oh, those uh, uh, drug rugs, yeah. Baja something. Baja. Yes, I picture you. I picture you wearing that, like with that bass guitar, just like. Mhm. That's cool. I don't know. I'm um, yeah. It's it's so funny meeting people from theater and seeing all the different things that like as a community we can like touch mm-hmm. like, different things. Like I think you are probably the one who's most like experienced like podcasting and stuff. Um, and like, I don't know. It's 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 very weird because like the first person I ever asked that wasn't in my class was Ryan to do the show. Mm-hmm. Like he was so nice about it, but like nobody ever expects like they don't expect the setup or they don't expect that. I guess he didn't either. But mm-hmm. well, you know, um, we've got a couple people who make podcasts at uh, the theater, and like. Uh, I don't know, the uh, uh, the setup, like, or my experience in being on other people's, <laughs> like, there's a room, like, under the theater where yeah, yeah. Um, uh, theater people, like, record their podcasts when I did an episode of the Coalition cast. Uh, that's where I was down there in, like, uh, a professional-looking studio. Like, most of mine were done in the living room of my old place, uh, which, uh, yeah, which was, like, um, uh, just a microphone on a coffee table. Uh, and then, like, others have been on stage at Coalition. Uh, there's so many, like, settings and, uh, wonderful worlds you visit when you're recording podcasts. Yeah, and the new one is, uh, my bedroom. Yeah, yeah. I've always, I've only done them here... Or at my friend Tom's house, who lives in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to. Do, I'd love to do them on scene or location. I don't know. I've. I've. So I didn't know. So the co. The room downstairs is the coalitions. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Maybe I could finagle some time there. Yeah, finagle uh, yourself uh, some a good session. Uh, actually, you know what? Since the basement keeps flooding, I don't know. No, if... that's fixed. Oh, it's fixed. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, okay. Maybe then maybe yeah. That. That'd be fun though. Mm-hmm. What, um, do you, you've done podcasts on stage. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, my friend Alex Katz has a podcast called, uh, Trapped in the Cage with Nicolas Cage, where he and his brother review Nicolas Cage movies. And, uh, I've done, I think, like, three live episodes, uh, of that. It's one of my favorite, uh, like, shows to do. Um, because, uh, I feel like I need a reason to watch movies now. Yeah. I can... I can't just uh, sit down on my own and focus on them. I, it either has to be like uh, I'm hanging out with my roommates watching a movie or I'm watching a movie for a podcast. For some reason, I just uh, can't focus. Yeah. Yeah, I don't watch. I, I never watch movies unless like there's a reason. I don't know. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm less intrigued by watching movies. It's funny. I um have you ever have you ever dabbled in cinematography? No. 
Um, what you mean, like, uh, Any like choosing of... camera like shots and stuff, or trying to make movies? Yeah, I'd say trying to make movies. When I when I say cinematography, I'm like, like making movies. I think in like high school, like we made like a music video when my friend uh, bought a <laughs> GoPro or like a, a sort of no, it wasn't a GoPro. It was I think uh, one like a flip video. Oh, yeah, I remember those. Yeah, it had a USB drive mm-hmm. uh, in it. Um, and so, yeah, we made, like, a music video or something there. But I uh, I wasn't really in charge of the cinematography or anything on that. Were you just a participant? Yeah. Interesting. So I was watching, because... So, the main guys of this show was, like, started... Um, so the first two episodes were, like, super heavy on, like, creativity. Mm-hmm. And then it got a little less about that. And now it's completely evolved into, like, it's it's your hour. What do you want to do My hour. About it? Finally. Well, it's like you're, <laughs> you're, like, 40 minutes left. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, whatever, whatever you want. But so, yeah, so typically what I would do would be, like, super focused on creativity. And yet now, so now it's less. But, like, I guess, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm always struggling to, like... Try to hone in on something, mm-hmm. but it's like it's like a free form s- format now. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You've gotten like so good. You're like, uh, let's let this puppy go off the rails a little bit. You know, that's what I. But I think that's what I want. I think I want. I want you to feel comfortable to do that. Yeah, and anyone sitting in that chair to feel comfortable, just like just roll with it. Like, whatever you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. That's a nice thought. Um, it, if I look uncomfortable, like don't worry. Uh, <laughs> I it, I'm always uncomfortable and like to some degree, and there's nothing that like anybody can do to help that. So. Um, like D- don't worry. I, I, I hate I, to tell you that your efforts are gonna be futile, but this is a losing battle you're fighting. <laughs> don't worry. I know that about you. I've talked to you in person. Okay, cool. <laughs> but yeah, no, I feel comfortable enough. Just to, I mean, I th- I feel like most people who come on feel that way. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like doing it in my room. You have a much. Yeah, I really like this chair. I you love do? a good like worn-in chair. Yeah, I mean, and the pillow's there because it's little, a little extra worn in. Mm-hmm. So, like, I've seen people, like, ditch the pillow, keep mm. the pillow, sit on the pillow. I used to have a different chair, and it was um, a lot smaller of a bottom. So, like, uh. you had to, like, sit up really close to the edge, and I was like, that's not as comfortable. I need to switch that out. Mm-hmm. And I had this, like, really super comfortable chair. Yeah, yeah. Um, when we would record, uh, like, on a coffee table or something, I really liked that setting because, uh, we'd all have to, like, three people would gather around, like, a mic and it, uh, create, like, a really good conversation, like, sort of structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've noticed, um, because <clears throat> I've done one, one episode of the show mm-hmm. where, where there was three people and it was three people who had known each other for a very long time. Um, I've also noticed that a one-on-one conversation is a lot harder, especially when you don't know the person very well, or in some a lot of cases with me at all, because mm-hmm. um, I've had a lot of people where the first time we ever had a conversation was recorded. That's, mm-hmm. always, that's always really weird. And you've got the footage. I've got it. you got it's it? It's on backlog. <laughs> I can't tell you how weird that is, thinking about it now, having someone said, I went back, because I also found out my mom listens to it. That oh. same episode, I guess that's a super popular episode, and I'm just like, why don't they listen to my new ones? <laughs> I wonder if I want. I Maybe they do, and they're just like, ooh, let's just not talk about let's it. Let's not talk about it. Yeah, listen to the one with you on it. Yeah. 
Good one. I want to do that again. I, want to do, I don't know. What are some... I'm going I'm to use this time to, to explore your intake brain. Sure. You've listened to a lot of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Now, have you listened to a lot of episodes or a lot of different ones? Do you dabble? Um, uh, I'm, uh, both. <laughs> okay, so I, um, I used to listen to the Pete Holmes one. Oh, never really uh, took a bunch of time to do that. What's that one called? You Made It Weird. You Made It Weird. Which is what this, this show is based off of. Completely. Okay, that's why you started recording. Because mm-hmm. I, I listen to his a lot. My old job was a data entry job, so I could just literally oh, 10 yeah. hours a day, I could li- listen or watch whatever I wanted. Yeah, when um, I had a job where I could like listen to podcasts at work, I was like, oh, I have so much more time to like listen to podcasts. Yeah, now I don't have that time, and it's like, oh, I miss it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I listened to hundreds of episodes of that show, and there was one coming up. He made it more of a special event than I think I did, because episode two was the flip hosting. Like, he was going to have someone interview him, host for him, and he, he would be the uh. guest. Um, and like episode four, I had a friend named Will on, and he kind of... Pete had a saying of, like, don't try to host the show, because I'll let you. Oh. Uh, and so mm-hmm. he did that. He did that, and I'm like, I'll let you, absolutely, like... I don't know. I, I guess I was a little more apt to it, but like, uh, I think I think that would be more interesting. What do you think about like reverse hosting? Reverse? You want me to be the host now? Well, no, that's not what I'm saying. Because I mean, once I get it, you know, I don't have to give it back. I guess. <laughs> I meant more like having somebody doing an episode where I'm the guest. But oh, I don't know. It depends who like the host once I is. Have it, I'm not giving it back. Yeah. I feel like the host has in the, in the situation because the last one my friend Tom hosted. Mm-hmm. I've known him for like four or five years. That sounds like a good host. He sounds like yeah. He's, I mean, he's a great host in general. He's a good guest too. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of something. I don't know. I'm just really curious about different kinds of formats, which is one of the reasons why I want to do the live show because I feel like that's a really cool format. Mm-hmm. Like a really different format and something that. Did you ever see uh, Gaskell's um, show Local Weirdos? No. Oh, that was uh, um, pretty much uh, uh, a a character interview show. Um, He said it was uh, based off of Comedy Bang Bang, uh, but only in that it's a character interview show. But uh, I did that. Uh, That was something that he did live on stage, and uh, it was opening uh, for a bunch of 8 o'clock shows. It was lots of fun. I feel like, I don't know, that's something that when I, when I, we were going over feedback, that was something that people were, like, kind of into, was, like, character shows. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I feel like I like more, so, like, the thing I liked about Pete's show was, like, they got vulnerable. Oh. They got really into it, and, like, so they would talk about, he called it, uh, the three categories are comedy, sex, and God. So, like, religion, relationships, and, you know, the craft that they're involved in. Mm-hmm. Um... And so I don't really care that much about talking about religion. So I lopped that off. And like when when it was two hours, I would talk about religion, or not religion, relationships a lot. I was also going through, I had just gotten out of a breakup and I was going through like a tumultuous relationship. So it's something I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Not like therapy, but therapeutic kind of thing. And some people were super like super into it. Some people were not. Mm-hmm. So I had, you had to kind of balance that. But yeah, I don't know. I just, I think, I think back to what you're saying about how when you go on a show, you would take, like, lots of notes. Mm-hmm. And I, I used to take notes. I don't prepare at all. Well, it's different when it's, like, uh, an interview thing. Like, uh, um, 
Well, actually, you know, if uh, uh, you told me, like, Phil, we need you to talk about relationships, what I would do is I'd uh, probably make a list of things, like, uh, uh, that about relationships that I wanted to say before I came on. So you, but because like this is such a loose show, like I had nothing sort of to prepare. Do you think you would have been you would have felt better now being in the middle of the show mm-hmm. if I had said, "Hey, prepare for this." Uh <coughs> no, cuz like also if like your your instructions were too general, I just wouldn't have done it. Sure. Like uh if you were if you told me to watch a movie, I would have done that and I would have watched that movie so good. I want to just tell people to watch a movie and then not talk about the movie. Uh, yeah, I I probably... Well, you know, it's... I got to get some movies in me. So just even even just... I like, would appreciate it if you just, like, do that just to motivate me to, to watch, a, watch movie. a movie. Can you watch the, uh... The... I can't think of it. I can't... The Martian? Oh, I fucking hate Steve whatever his name... Who's in that? Matt Damon. Oh, The Martian. Oh, you know, I do actually not like that movie, but... Um, <laughs> uh, I haven't seen it, but... Oh, it's stupid. Matt Damon's <gasps> obnoxious. You think Matt Damon's obnoxious? Yeah. In the movie or in general? In general, but also <laughs> the movie um, is like... Uh, uh, he's just so like smarmy and stuff, yeah. uh, and he's got a <laughs> he's got a bad attitude about everything. Uh-huh. And if like oh, someone came at me with that shit attitude, I'd be like, "Stay on Mars, dude. <laughs> no one no one wants you." I haven't seen that movie. It's there's this weird reoccurring joke where he's like, "Oh, I hate disco," and it's like 2050 something. <laughs> it's like, oh god, who the fuck is still like pissed about like, disco? Yeah, yeah, mad about disco in <laughs> 2050. Were they playing disco? Or we, well, uh, one of the things is that like we call it, for disco to be hated on. Um, I don't know. Like it used to be uh, just like coded language to hate gay people and oh, uh, people of color because that's who made disco music. Uh, so people would be like, no, no disco, only rock. Oh my um, god! And so, but. Uh, I guess in The Martian, um, they they didn't want to address that part of the history of, like, sort of that statement or that attitude and just make it, like, a funny thing, like, ah, oh, he's trapped on Mars with nothing but a disco tape. That's all he had was a disco tape? Uh, he's got whatever they left there, and that was, like, one of the things. I think so. So, wait, just, can, uh, you, can, can you just quickly break down the plot? Oh, yeah, um... Uh, there's, like, a storm coming on Mars. Everyone's got to leave the research base. And, uh, he gets, uh, blown away in the storm from his team. And they think he's dead. Uh, because his, like, uh, uh, his suit breaks. They can't um, read his, like, heartbeat or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, like, you know, it's not sending back a signal. So they're, like, we lost him. We gotta go. Uh, and then he goes, uh, uh, no, then they leave and then uh, he wakes up and he makes his way back to the thing, to the base, and he's like, "Oh God, I gotta, I gotta figure out how to live here." Uh, oh, so the potatoes came in. Yeah, yeah. Was, uh, and then it's just like um, a bunch of like uh, montages of him being like, "I gotta grow potatoes. I hate I, gotta, I gotta get this water filtration working." And uh, eventually, like, they notice him moving around on the base, and then they're like, well, we got to get back to him. And then uh, they they got to get him off the planet, back on the ship, and back to Earth. Uh, and then the whole time, he's just like, uh, I hate disco. 
What? So they, they they so the only thing he had to listen to was disco. Uh yes. And so it would just come on, and he'd be like, "I hate disco." No, it was like it was in one of the vehicles, I think. Oh, like I pictured like a like a Lego car. Yeah, he had like, like uh, one of the rovers. Yeah, I pictured Lover, <laughs> rover in my head. Okay, so he hops in a rover, starts off, and then disco starts playing. He's like, "I hate disco." And like. It's supposed to be like a a, a funny thing in the movie? Yeah, uh, like a lot of the movie's narration are like these audio journals that he'd make, and he'd be like, well, I'm going through this stuff here. It's got these energy bars and disco. (laughs) Who the fuck was up there listening to disco so much that he finds them everywhere enough to make it at least, I would assume, three beats in the movie? Yeah, yeah, and it's like, uh, (laughs) ugh. It was so obnoxious. Um, like, the, that whole movie felt like that to me, where it was like, I know I'm supposed to think this is cool, or, like, uh, uh, that this is enjoyable to watch, but it's not, and uh, I see through your ruse. <laughs> that sounds terrible. So how does it end? Oh, uh, he, he gets back. That's it? No no surprises. Yeah, he, uh, he launches himself off the planet, meets up with the spaceship again. Uh, Donald Glover as, like, I think a quick appearance as, like, a guy who figured out something. Okay, well, that means good for Don. Mm-hmm. Also, I would have loved for this somehow to be like, I love disco. Mm-hmm. Like, he's listening to disco when he has his epiphany. <laughs> disco saved, saved Matt Damon's life. Mm-hmm. That would have been a little better, because then, like, they actually do something with, like, that uh, sort of theme or, like, motif. They're just aware of how stupid it is, just yeah. as is. They just, um, but instead, they're ju- they just use it as a punchline. It's funny, because I'm thinking, and I feel like this is this is definitely what I want you to hear you talk about. Because how long have you been in the improv or the improv community? I've been doing it about four years. Everything I think of, from conversations to, like, just talking about the movie, like, with the beats and stuff, like... I'm thinking about it in the sense of, like, improv and how, like, you set things up. Oh, yeah. Um, No, uh, like, when I started uh, improv classes, I didn't realize how, like, much I wasn't listening to people or, like, I wasn't, like, actively listening. Mm -hmm. And, like, being, uh, or, like, an improviser, like, totally changed the way, like, I, I behave in conversations. Yeah, I find that, that's why I was, like, so I, I'm so hesitant to like disagree because mm-hmm. it's such like a bad thing. But like when people do that in conversations, anytime someone says no, it's like this. I'm just like, this is so dumb. Yeah, I noticed. You just also, killed the momentum, you dude. Killed, and then like there was I was at a, I was like hanging out with some friends and like someone was putting their hair up and then someone next to them was also putting their hair up and some I was like this I just did that for no reason following the pattern exactly and I was just like oh my mind my mind is ruined mm-hmm. for the better or and not and you were kind of disappointed when, everyone, when nobody was like look how funny Jonathan is <laughs> look at it look at him <laughs> he doesn't even have hair to put up and he's putting his hair up just like them this is so funny <laughs> Yeah, I was a little disappointed. Because mm-hmm. I, I think I was thinking more disappointed that nobody noticed the pattern. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, on one hand, I'm like, yes, I have that brain because I like doing this. But also I was like, I'm kind of a douchebag. <laughs> kind of just like the worst person right now. And like, I love that. Mm-hmm. Do, so do you notice that you do that still? Um, I used to, like, uh, when I was at parties, like, uh, play like 101 improv games, mm-hmm. like with people. Uh, 
and uh, I felt like a huge dork, but also it was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, we would play that Beastie Boys game where, like, uh, everyone uh, uh, tries to, like, say the same last word to a rhyme. Um, uh, and, that, like, that's lots of fun to play, like, yeah. with people you don't know that well. <coughs> I've never played that game. Oh, it's great. Um, let's play it right now. Okay. The uh, way you do it is uh, give me a word. Button. Button. Okay. Um, uh, uh, I'm going to uh, say a sentence that ends with a word that rhymes with button. And uh, we're going to say uh, the last word at the same time. Okay. And then you're going to say a sentence with the, that ends with a word that rhymes with button. And I'm going to try and guess what it is like at the same time. Okay. Um, I will... Uh, I was a bad boy for Christmas, so I didn't get nothing. All I wanted was a big piece of mutton. mutton. <laughs> uh, uh, um, uh, when I'm acting like a pharaoh, they say I'm king Tutton. When I'm playing with a knife, you know, all I'm doing is cutting. Cutting. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, when I'm on the fashion walk, uh, uh, you know I'm strutting. strutting. When I'm asking lots of questions, you know I'm what? what? <laughs> I think we got it. Yeah, yeah. And it it's like fun. that. That's a fun game. It is fun. I was, like, desperately trying to think of anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so That is fun. I feel like I would like to... Expose people to, like, one-on-one games, because they are fun. I mean, I think the one-on-one showcase was super fun. I mean, they structure it so that, like, it is fun, like, you're playing yeah. the games, but, like, those There's are There's a fine line where it becomes, like, unbearable, though, like, too much. Like, the rhyming one is easy because, um, it's, like, really disarming, to, yeah. and, uh, it's, like, a quick answer thing, but, like, trying to get people to play something like Zip Zap Zop would not go over well, because yeah. nobody likes that but improvisers. <laughs> I've met plenty of improvisers who don't like it, too. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I feel like, I don't know, like, that one... Also, I just feel like the way we were doing it was, like, what can I... How can I let you know exactly what I'm going to say? Yeah, uh, I've played it <laughs> where people try and just come up with the most clever rhyme, and, like, it uh, is not fun. And nobody cares. <laughs> yeah. Like how clever the rhyme is. Yeah, Gans tells me that a lot. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's. Uh, uh, and how do you say, like, let's play some improv games without sounding like a douche? Um, well, you're gonna sound like a douche, uh, no matter <laughs> what. Uh, so I don't know. Um, it's like, uh, yeah, hey, a- anyone wanna play a game? Uh, and then. You just kind of so, like. So what's uh, the first game that you played? To let the like the ramp to. Oh, just the Beastie Boys game. The Beastie Nothing Boys else game? works. Nothing else. Nothing works. else works. Nothing else is fun, um, and uh, nothing else is cool. So that's the only improv game you can play. Or that's the only. I think so. It's the only it. one that's like because also if you describe it as like the Beastie Boys thing, like people know that they like to party, and so like it sort of puts everyone in a party mood. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I'm not very good at parties. Mm-hmm. At the uh, last party I went to, we like were playing music. Like Kale had a guitar, mm-hmm. and like we just started like coming up with silly songs. And then it's, you know, people join in, and it was more fun. Yeah. But I feel like you can't naturally just, like, do an improv game. 
Even though they are so much fun. It's, uh, like, I would do it, like, at house shows, like, when we were all, like, hanging outside in between sets. Like, people sort of naturally, like, stand in circles and stuff, and, you know, there's, like, a, a, a lull in the conversation or anything before the circle breaks up. Those are, like, times when uh, people enjoy it, I think. Um... Like what, so in the circle, what would you start? The Beastie Boys game? Yeah, yeah. Only the Beastie Boys game. I Only can't stress one. this enough. No other improv games are fun <laughs> or fu- or cool. I'm trying to prove you wrong, but I don't think I got <laughs> any. Um, yeah. I can't remember. The last time I went to oh, a party. I think I, I think I got one. Um... I don't know. It must have been, like, Halloween or something. Mm-hmm. My uh, roommate's band is playing at a brewery on this Saturday, and I was really looking forward to going to that because I was like, ooh, that sounds like a fun, like, socializing experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I'm uh, scheduled to work until 10.30 that night, so I'm not going. Oh, man, that's when the party should be get started, though. Um, I think it's, well, it's like a brewery thing, so I think it's, like, earlier in the day. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think I found a game. What's that? So, you know the, you know Jackbox, right? What? Jackbox. It's like a... No. It's like a... It's a so, it's a video game. Like, it's like a bunch of party games. Oh, yeah. Uh, you play it, like, on your phone, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yes. There's... I can't think of what the name of the actual game is, but it's like a t-shirt game. Oh, what's on your T? Yeah, but they, they have... We played it at uh, practice once. Mm-hmm. A t-shirt game where... Um, the person next to you describes their shirt, and you give it a tagline. And then the second pass, you preload a tagline Yeah. and do the same thing. That, I think, could be a fun party game. It could. I think there's gonna be, it's going to be tough to hold people's attention for like the second pass to be like, well, the first time, what we're going to do is we're all going to describe what's on our T-shirts. Then the second time, what we're going to do, because it like switches it up like that. Where, as the Beastie Boys game does not change. It doesn't change. That is true. Uh, that until you change the rhyme. Uh, so I think it's easier to pick up. Oh, man. If there was one to challenge your, your statement of no fun improv party games, I think the t-shirt games. It would be that. If you were with a bunch of unfun people, I'm sure they would enjoy the t-shirt game. Unfun people. Unfun. That's so mean. I love that game. That's a, that's a great no, one. No, that's a fun one. Is it so? Would you consider the Beastie Boys game a warm up? Yeah, definitely a warm up. Gets you uh, paying attention to like what other people are saying. Uh, uh, also, it gets you to like slow down your own sentences to make sure that like uh, uh, you're being heard like the way that you mean to be. Mm-hmm. Like sort of how you said like we were trying to lead each other into our rhymes. Mm-hmm. That's that's something that I think that people don't respect enough is like um efforts to make yourself more understandable. Ooh. I need to, I need to put an effort to make myself more understandable. Mhm. People want to like just be like cool and like maybe misunderstood like too much uh Ooh. um or at least there was a time in my life when uh, I was like, oh, wow, misunderstood, like, geniuses are the coolest geniuses. Oh, my gosh. But really, it's the cool <laughs> kids, really, the cool people are the ones who take the time to make sure they're understood correctly. Ooh. Yeah, maybe I'm cooler than I thought. Yeah, yeah. 
that, that's touching on a lot of buttons. A lot of beep, beep, beep. Yeah, you're beeping a lot of my buttons right now. Because, like, that's something I think about all the time with, like, meeting new people. Like, on one hand, you know, you can be more mysterious and they're, they're interested, so they'll, like, pursue, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or, like, you could just be, like, upfront and, like, explain things. And then if they're interested in that, I don't know, I guess it puts it front loads the information. Yeah, yeah. Um, easy, yeah, sort of. Uh, I, I know, know. I know. I threw a lot at you, and I just interact interacting with people in general. Yes, I have done it. <laughs> Confirmed. Okay. <laughs> um, I feel like yeah, being misunderstood. Well, when you say cause you said misunderstood. Maybe I misunderstood. Or, uh, <laughs> no, I think, uh, I think maybe, like, being obtuse is, like, more of a, uh, um, cause, like, misunderstood it sounds like it could happen by accident, but, like, the way that I think about it is, like, sometimes, like, being confusing is a way, uh, is, like, a defensive mechanism. So, um, it's, like, uh, um, you make yourself, like, hard to understand, and then, um, I don't know. I forgot what I was thinking. Uh, <laughs> I picture, so, let's go back to the term misunderstood genius. I feel like that's kind of where you, where oh, it, yeah. made the, it made the most sense what you were saying. Mm-hmm. So, like, the idea of appearing like, um, Oh, this is this is something I want. I want to work through this. I want to figure out what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Misunderstood genius, someone who's really good at something, but nobody understands him. Yeah, nobody understands like the contributions they're making, or like, like maybe there's like uh, a yearning for recognition or something with that. Underappreciated. Misunder. Yeah, maybe like underappreciated. That could go into being misunderstood. Yeah, because, like, you could, uh, yeah, because, like, misunderstood, you could be, like, like, people say that Kurt Cobain was misunderstood because he was, like, uh, uh, they had, like, the top album and stuff, and he was, like, completely in mainstream, but people were like, no, don't read him like that. He's, he's, (coughs) you're not understanding him correctly or something. You can't understand him as you would, uh, like any other celebrity. So... Um, but so he was definitely like misunderstood, but, uh, very much appreciated. So maybe like, it's not necessarily like a sim, uh, appreciation uh, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So let's say, well, let's, 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 I don't know that much about Kirk Cobain, but let's say like. Great put, guy. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard mostly good things. Um, I have a video in my watch later on my YouTube account that's like, Nirvana plays smells like Teen Spirit bad on purpose. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this? I'm excited to see what this is. I like how they fuck it up. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so let's say, because he made great music. So he, you think of someone who makes great music, you think of like, let's just use the term pop star or rock star, star. And they're like, I make great music. But that's not what you're saying. Like people would say, don't read them like that. Yeah, yeah. He's not about that. He just does that. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, like you're hearing him, uh, like, next to, um, who else was, like, okay, so Nirvana becomes huge in 1991. Who else is, like, on, the, would you hear on the radio next to Nirvana? I was born in 91. So was I. 
Um, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, don't listen to him next to these other, like, top 40 artists and stuff. But don't put him in that category. Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson. He was in the 90s. Mm-hmm. He had some... He, Late um, 80s, early 90s? Yeah. Let's just use his, him as an example. Yeah, yeah. Don't put them in the same category. Or, like, if you do, you're not understanding them. Um, yeah. So, like, there's being misunderstood, I guess, in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like, in uh, sort of romanticizing that, you're also... Like, the position that I experienced it in was, like, someone who was, like, actually, if you listen to their stuff like this, like, it's different. Was it a different viewpoint? Yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, like the whole, like, idea of, like, uh, placing a misunderstood genius at the top of your hierarchy makes the people under them into, like, these dweebish, like, uh, pedants, mm-hmm. I think, who uh, want to, like, correct... Uh, the way that people think about things. Interesting. I don't know if I'll ever truly understand. I misunderstood you. I don't think it's... Yeah, it's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm try- I'm- I think just, like, uh, claiming something is misunderstood is a way to, like, give yourself, like, a bit of authority so that you can uh, uh, be a pedant and, uh, like... Uh, uh, nit- nitpick pe- other people's opinions. So saying that some, so if I was like, this thing's misunderstood, you'd be like, oh, so you understand it. Mm-hmm. I'm saying I understand this. I'm just don't. letting you know that I know that everyone else doesn't get this. But I get it. I'm in a unique position. Oh, okay. So Maybe I'll tell you. Maybe I will. I don't remember exactly how we got on this up. So when you so when someone says that they are misunderstood. They're saying that nobody understands, so they're, like, creating the group of pedants that nobody is in yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's sort of like, uh, um, yeah, yeah, you're creating an appeal, like, I don't want to change what I'm doing, but I want to change the way that people are receiving it. Just by saying that they don't understand it, so that that they're, what they probably correctly infer is, like, that's wrong, sorry. And then they're, like, curious, like, if that's wrong, then it's right. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna figure out what's right. So it is just kind of a being mysterious thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you think, in a general sense, it's a lot more cool and respectable and more fun to be around somebody who is just not that. Yeah, who's like, um, uh, I, I think of these people are like uh, cool people as like more open and stuff. Like there was a uh, uh, somebody at like a catering job I was working with. Who, like, came up to me and was like, hey, dude, we got a bunch of new people working uh, today, and so I'm just going around introducing myself. My name's blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's a really, like, healthy, like, way to go about it. Like, it's easier to, like, do the job now because I know this dude's name and he knows my name and stuff. And uh, instead of, and like, you know, that's way different from being in a party. Sure, but as opposed to the the people who are also been there for a while that just don't introduce themselves. Yeah, yeah, that are just like, oh, I guess we're going to work together. Ooh, interesting. I mean, obviously I know that's like a not a, an exclusive thing to do, but it kind of does represent your point. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <clears throat> I like, I, so I studied a lot about like human behavior and stuff in college and like that was the thing I really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. You wanted I, to behave like a human? Yeah. 
Well, <laughs> or we'll figure out how not to not. Um, so I love I love breaking things down like that. Mm-hmm. So why would somebody other than is there any other reason why someone would want to do that other than to make themselves seem more cool? Um. Well. We keep saying someone, but uh, the, the way that I'm approaching it is remembering me when, like, I would do stuff like this. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, you know, I think, like, uh, like for me, it was al- always, like, a way to, uh, um, I always thought of it as, like, a, a defensiveness to, against, like, any sort of, like, social intimacy, mm-hmm. or, like, uh, like, if I'm uncomfortable in a situation, it's hard to get me to, like, focus on a conversation, um, and, like, that's when I start saying, like, mysterious or dismissive things. Sure. I think, uh... You, th- you think you still do that? Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> actually, you know what? Now a lot of times, like, uh, um, m- instead of, like saying dismissive things or something or like if I can't focus on what someone's saying I just kind of nod my head and I'm like yeah dude I think I think you've done that to me before yeah I've done that to like pretty much everyone if we're in a loud place uh um uh and I can't hear you but I don't feel like you know asking you to repeat everything I'll just be like yeah dude and then try and figure it out for context clues so is this topic been something that's like on your mind or is this something that we you just like mentioned and I just like took it and ran with it I think uh something uh I blame you mostly uh for running with this yeah now um (laughs) now it's something I think about like a lot I remember uh like bringing it back to my younger brother like uh uh we talked about like this sort of like a lot when um uh I was home uh over Christmas and stuff okay Okay, because I, I definitely don't want to... I, I feel like the, the things that we typically talk about, a lot of things that I've talked about in this in this show so far, <clears throat> there's been things that have been on my mind. And just try to I find any kind of excuse to like bring it up in conversation mm-hmm. so that it becomes part of the conversation. Yeah. So I wasn't sure if that was something that you were just like, I'll mention this thing, or like, this is something I think about, so I have a lot to say. To bring it back to improv... Uh, if you ever go to, like, uh, non-like improv parties or social gatherings, like, with a group of improv friends, and, uh, um, a lot of times when I do that, we end up doing, like, uh, really, uh, sort of, like, obtuse and, like, obnoxious, or I think they're obnoxious to probably to people around us, like, bits with each other, um... And, you know, it looks like we're having a good time, but if uh, a random person were to walk up uh, and try and join the conversation, they would have, like, uh, I think a tough time of figuring out what we're uh, talking about or what page we're on. I think that that also is a sort of uh, way of, like, you know, making uh, yourself or your group of friends, like, less accessible or understandable to outsiders um, because you're all uncomfortable in a situation. So you default to this thing that you all understand that, again... Yeah, which is, like, improv. And so, like, yeah, um, that sort of, like, behavior of defaulting to the things you understand, like, maybe, uh, like, just defaulting to that, well, you know, since I'm uncomfortable, I'm probably misunderstood, is, like, that's, like, an archetype or something that that I understand enough to, like, paint my self-image as. Okay. So what is that? Would you say that that's an unhealthy behavior? Uh, yeah, because that dude sucks. <laughs> so what, what? What's the healthy behavior? I think um, you wanna uh, 
realize like when you're committing to like an archetype or something that's like uh uh outside of yourself or uh i think so i mean an unhealthy i mean a more healthy behavior i think would be like one to realize like when you're doing it so um or to at least like be aware of it and then instead of uh you know being like a mysterious like uh, uh ironically funny person uh to just um uh be more present mm-hmm. i guess so like talking to people you don't know maybe or but just even like a conversation. when you talk to them to like uh um to not like to uh like try and entertain them being, or being on yeah yeah Oh, okay. So you think being on is bad? It could be. Could be. Okay, yeah, I don't. I definitely don't want to black and white that. Like uh, sometimes when, like, I love to talk during movies, but uh, uh, when people don't like hearing like other voices during movies, like they hate me. <laughs> yeah. So you know that's same. Uh, but you know uh, I'm on on those movies. I'm, I, sometimes I, I'm saying some funny shit. Yeah. Sometimes I want to add the, the commentary. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I, I can think of a, a couple of times where I've been out with friends like on a date or something and it's just like, yeah, I'm on. And I remember one time this girl's like, are you on right now? Like she yeah. like, knew the terminology. I was are like, you on? I'm like, I think I am on. Jonathan, you've been really funny. I, I'm starting to think you're on. Are you on right now? Is this okay? <laughs> do, I need, do I need to sign a waiver? Yeah. Dude, should we be on? <laughs> so, are you on or should I let him be on? Can we both be on at the same table? Are you gonna be offended if I be, if I go on too? <laughs> can, can you can you go off for a second? I have some on time. <laughs> I don't have know. you ever um, been like feeling like you're super funny and stuff, and then uh, you think you hit someone with a zinger, and everyone just like looks at you like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we're at a nice restaurant. <laughs> I've, I've I've noticed that because um, I think. When you're when you're not challenged with certain things, like you think like everyone has the same sense of humor that you do, mm. so like, you know, being at, especially being at the theater so much, everyone kind of has a similar sense of humor, and if you operate within like, I would say just basic improv constructs, everyone's gonna at least get it. Yeah. Um, most people will find it funny if you throw out a funny thing, but I was at like uh, I was hanging out with some friends, and like their humor is in a different room. And, like, there's a little overlap, like, the Jack and Jill bathroom kind of thing. So I'm, like, here, and, like, I have to go into the bathroom to, like, be funny. And, like, they're not always in the bathroom. They're kind of in their room. And it's just, like, ah, oh, fuck. Like, how do I operate in this space? Because <laughs> it's, not, it's not always easy. And, like, I'll give you another example. Like, hanging out with my parents. Like, oh, yeah. Like, they're, they're in a completely different house. It's, like, you have to go to their house to, like, be funny. And I'm, I, I, you're, you're, I, I just want to, I feel like this is confusing. The house is like different areas of uh, humor. The house is sort of their realm. Sure. And so like, yeah, so like being, like trying to be funny and like their jokes are usually always terrible. Mm-hmm. My parents are not funny. Um, and I'm, uh, I'm their kid, so I'm also not funny. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not funny in a different place. And it's just like... Yeah, being on, when, I, I think that's why I'm so okay with being on, because when I'm on and people are receptive, then I'm like, this is where I want to be. Hell yeah, we're being funny, dude. Yeah, exactly. But then hearing, I know it's kind of douchey. <laughs> right? I mean, that's kind um, of... You know, I don't know. If, like, pe- 
well, do you uh, still... When was the last time, like, you met someone in public and you were like, that fucking douchebag. That person is definitely being a douche. But, like, like in the way where, like, they're not necessarily being mean, but it's, like, because they're so friendly or, like, forward? Um, friendly or forward? I don't know. Like, uh, um... I've met people who I'm like, you're not funny. You're... Okay. But I don't think I've ever been like, you're a douche. Mm-hmm. I've also, I de- oh, you know, I definitely met people who I'm just like, I wish you would just talk to me like a normal human. Because you're, 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 because they were on, but in a way that just, for me. That was like, off. was just off. It was like <laughs> super off. It was just like, and I was not receptive to being on. Like, yeah. And they, they just led with like a really dumb thing to say. And it was just like, from the get go, <laughs> there was no winning. And, 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 they're was, a, and they're a really nice person I've yeah. come to know. But like that first meeting, I was just like, you're a douche. <laughs> So I, th- I, I think um, that's what, I think that's what you're saying. It's like if you just go out with a genuine, this is who I am, and then yeah, let's say you have a day where you're just like you're feeling it. As long as you stay true and don't just try to be this character or persona, then it's like yeah, beyond be a little funnier than you are normally, like feel good about it and like tell more jokes and be a little bit more of the center of attention. Like, not always a bad thing, but when you turn it into this thing where it's like me and I'm this, I think that's that's what you're saying. Oh yeah yeah, <coughs> um, I. Um, I was uh, at this uh, demonstration for increasing uh, VCU adjunct pay mm-hmm. uh, last week, and I saw someone uh, else that I knew from like uh, uh, like around, um, and uh, they came up to me and like they had a joke and like I missed it, and then I was like, oh, so, uh, I was like, what? And like I felt like I just saw them sort of like crumple in front of me. They were like, no, uh, I said, uh, I said this, and I was like, oh, uh, ha. And he was like, oh, yeah, well, whatever. Uh, and then, like, just kind of, like, moped away a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I felt, like, really bad. I was like, I'm sorry, dude. If I could go back and pay attention, I would, I guess. <sighs> yeah, that's the worst. Mm-hmm. Ugh. But I don't know. It's, like, uh, also, like, walking up to someone and being like, oh, I bet they're going to pay entirely attention to yeah. me. I'm going to enter their life not knowing what the hell's going on mm-hmm. with their day or life, and I'm going to fucking steal I've the show. I've got a good joke, and I'm sure that they'll be able to tune into it immediately. That's the thing I don't think I've ever thought about is, like, I think for the most... I, I'm, I'm giving myself a lot of credit when I say this, so I'm probably wrong. I'll be self-aware enough to say probably wrong. I like to think that when people talk to me, I pay attention. Mm-hmm. And so I think I, think I just genuinely think that people do the same i think i have i've gotten to the point where i at least know when i'm not paying attention so from there i can deduce when i am i think mm-hmm. I, I guess i'm only i'm only thinking like work examples where it's just like i don't want, want to be paying attention but mm-hmm. i will so that they go so maybe they'll go away faster yeah 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 <laughs> that's so mean to say no one will make it to the end of this episode just <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you feel it went what how do you feel this went Oh, uh, pretty good, yeah. uh, I Is guess. It, what, what really you, casual. What did you expect? Um, well, you said it was pretty laid back, so I figured it would uh, just be like a conversation or something. Mm-hmm. So, something similar to this. I wasn't sure if you had any like games planned or anything. Probably. I, uh, I always feel like I should prepare, but I never want. I just feel like it's more genuine and more of a representation. And like, I've had some episodes that were just like, eh. And I've had some episodes that were, like, really good, but it's just, like, um, I just kind of like to roll with it. 
Oh, wow. Do you have uh, one of those things you can control all the lights from your phone? Yeah. Oh, that is nice. I have to remember because I I like to take a picture of me and my guests, so I have to, like, turn the lights on so we can get a good picture. All Um, right. So the way I like to end the show, I do have one game. What's that? Um, So it's so funny because, like... Ending the show is the hardest part, because, like, it's, like, finding a, a organic end, like, without, like, being like, alright, show's over, but also, like, finding a cool thing to end it on. So, I, what, I, what I do is I have the person, because you've been in my room for an hour, you've had a lot of time to stare, obviously you're pointed towards one direction, um, so, and I use the term weird very loosely, uh, what's the weirdest thing in my room? Um, there's some bleach stains on your Steelers, uh, blanket that I'm like, where'd those come from? Those. That's what, uh... That's, that, is, that is by design. That's by... De- what? That is how the... I've never, like... I, I think the- you just bought a defective Steelers blanket. <laughs> I got it for Christmas, and I immediately hung it up, because I was like, I want to cover that wall. Mm-hmm. Um, no, those are not bleach stains. Why would I bleach that? What? I don't know. No, I think <laughs> those are bleach stains. They look like it. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> It's like a splatter sort of thing. <laughs> I feel like it has to be natural. Like why I don't would it bleach, know. Why would it be yellow? Well, that's what happens when you bleach like black fabric. A lot of times, is it doesn't necessarily turn white. It turns like an orangish yellow. You're also very kind for not mentioning the giant cobweb in the corner. Oh, uh, there's a cobweb uh, in uh, the room I corners. moved into, and I don't know if I'm gonna take it down. Yeah, right. Like uh, I'm moving out soon, so that blanket's coming down anyway. Mm-hmm. Let the spider chill up there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, you got uh, you got a couple months, dude. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Don't say that. It makes it real. <laughs> makes it real. Cool. Well, thanks for doing the show, man. No problem. All right. No, no, I, my my real ending yeah. is say goodbye to the mic. Bye, Mike. Um, look, you played yourself. Congratulations, but I I made myself because I mastered the basics. Now I'm spitting out razors, ripping out pages. Physicality is up on the mic and I'm catching flagrants. Never been flopping. Gotta get it built for a popping. Know how we rocking. Laughing because you can't stop this now. Hey, take a seat because we gonna be here for a while and everything's gonna be Gucci because visionaries we love style.